0: and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Chris Mercer, and we're going to explore Google Analytics 4 and how to migrate to it. And let me tell you, it's coming. There's going to be a change, and the change is going to blow your mind because you're not going to be ready for it, and this is the show that's going to help you get ready for it. If you regularly use Google Analytics, guess what? It is going away. It's going away. It's going away. It's getting replaced by something completely different. Therefore, you need to pay attention to what we're going to talk about today. You're going to need to take notes. You're going to need to be thinking about how you're going to position this to your boss or your clients, and you want to move quickly. So that's why I did today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I am at Stelzner on Instagram. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon. So don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's now transition over to this week's interview with Mercer.
1: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide.
0: Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Chris Mercer, who's also simply known as Mercer. He's the world's leading authority on Google Analytics and founder of MeasurementMarketing.io. He has extensive courses on measurement topics such as Google Analytics, Tag Manager, and much more. And he's been a regular on this podcast. Mercer, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I am excellent, Mike. Thanks again for having me. What did we decide this was, five or six times now? It's been a while.
0: It's been a lot, but today in particular is very important because in the world of Google Analytics there's some major changes coming. Yes. We're recording this in March of 2022, and everyone who is listening, you need to be prepared for the move from the old Google Analytics that we used to call it to the new Google Analytics. And today, Mercer is going to help explain all that. Why don't you start with kind of what's the news that's going to happen? When is it going to happen when it comes to what we refer to as Universal Analytics, which is the major Google Analytics platform that most of our listeners are used to today?
1: Yeah, great question. And for those that are not familiar with this, you definitely will be because Google is going to be uh, constantly pushing this. So there is Universal Analytics. That's the one that we all know and love, hopefully, uh, that you've been using in the past. And Universal Analytics is actually going away. They finally announced a date. We've been knowing about this for many, many years because they've subtly basically told everybody this was going to happen. But now there's a date. So as of July 1st, 2023, it's most current truth, July 1st, 2023. Your universal analytics is going to essentially cease to record new information, which means it's essentially not going to be able to be used anymore other than for historic data. That's
0: important. Yep. So that means we will still be able to go back and look at old data, right, from years and years ago for a while or no? Until the
1: end of 2023. That was the ant part. Yes. Ah, and okay. you only have access to that data for the following six months. So basically, by the end of 2023, it is no more. So at this point, everyone's got to really start to figure out what are we going to do? Like, do we, are we moving things from one to the other? Or are we going to be switching into a different platform? If so, which one? And of course, that's where Google Analytics said, hey, we've got this actual new platform you can switch to, which is Google Analytics for.
0: Okay. So why is this happening? Let's step back and kind of explain that to everybody because there's a reason why. And I think everyone needs to understand.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the way I love thinking about Google Analytics is like a Model T Ford like, it's an older car. It was built for a specific purpose. And at a certain point, maybe when you owned a Model T, you could add on accessories to it to make it better. But at a certain point, if you're like, well, I want Anilak brakes. I want, you know, airbags. I want, you know, seat belts. At a certain point, you just can't do it anymore. Like that frame, that structure that is the Model T Ford, it just isn't able to do what the world of today requires a car to do. It's never going to pass a a crash test, right? And that's kind of what's going on with analytics. Universal analytics was built for a very different time. It was literally built in a world where we all had hit counters on our websites for those old enough to remember the excitement of refreshing your webpage. And you see a little hit counter go up by one. That's where it was born from. It is built to record things like that. It's actually why they call them hits in Google Analytics, in in Universal Analytics. And so it was built for that world. Well, now that was a world where there was no phone, there was no no mobile phone, right? Practically, definitely no mobile phone that hit the internet. There was no internet of things. There was barely multiple devices. There was like the one you use at work and the computer you use at the home. But now if you look at the world today, and this is 20 some odd years later, You're in this world where there is an internet of things. Everything's connected to the internet. You have phones that access the internet. You have apps, which are completely different ways of of accessing the internet that are on those phones. You have data privacy laws, right? And you've got, obviously with Facebook and everything else going on, there's just privacy in general, that's a concern for users. And what's essentially happened is the market, what the market needs, what you actually need to measure for as a small business, universal is just to the point where it can't keep up with what it needs to happen. You just can't put on these fancy features like data privacy and and things along those lines for Universal it's got to move to a new platform. And that's why they created Google Analytics 4 because Google, obviously in this case, knew what the future holds now, right? They've been around for a while. They have a better viewpoint than any of us do in terms of what's coming out 10 or 20 years later. And so they can look out and say, okay, well, knowing what we know now about what questions businesses are asking and how people are using analytics and how we believe they're going to be using analytics in the future and what we're going to have access to in terms of data and everything, how would we build a platform? And so instead of just adding on to Google Analytics, which is this kind of a framework that just wasn't strong enough to be able to support all these fancy features. They started over, which was the actual right decision to make. They needed to start over so that from the ground up, Google Analytics 4 is built to measure. It's kind of what we call the platform of tomorrow. And it's quickly becoming the platform of today. I wouldn't have said that in 2021, but 2022, it's quickly becoming the platform of today that we got to start moving over to.
0: Well, and let's be intellectually honest for so many marketers that struggle with the analytics platform known as Google Analytics today, which is universal analytics. It's a beast. It does a million things. It does good things though, right? And it's very powerful, but it is becoming less powerful because of the way blockers are preventing data. That's kind of one of the
1: key things, right? Yeah. You've got ad blockers Exactly, it's users saying, hey, I'm going to put an ad blocker on my extension on a Chrome browser or something. And then you've got people using Brave. I think Vivaldi is a new one now that does the same sort of things. So there's technical reasons why this is happening. You've got Safari that's changed cookies. You know, you had the tech battle between Safari and Facebook and privacy settings. And so you've got tech, which is a huge issue, right? Just the technical infrastructure is changing. You've got the laws like GDPR, which are, you know, working for data privacy, what California did, other laws as well coming out. US will certainly have a law eventually, everybody will. And then you've got, like, to your point, the users that are basically saying, hey, I'm not in a place where it requires you to not track me, but I don't want to be tracked. So I'm going to use an ad extension or something along those lines. And companies need Need better control of the data. They need to be able to do more things with it. And that's why GA4 now exists.
0: So everyone who's listening, the truth is that your clients and your boss are going to need to know that there's a transition that's about to happen. And the way that you get at data is about to change. And that is something people are going to wrap their heads around. So why don't you explain what exactly is Google Analytics for and what do we need to know about it? Because As you mentioned earlier, it sounds like it's very different than universal analytics. So at a macro level, maybe describe what makes it different? What is it we need to know?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I think there's a lot of miscommunication that's been out there. And this is partially because of how Google upgraded Google Analytics in the past. It was truly an upgrade where back in the day, there was this this thing happened probably about five years ago now, where they moved from what they call classic Google Analytics to Universal Analytics. And it was really an upgrade. Universal did a lot more, tracking through subdomains automatically, tracking users and, and everything else that was available in this upgrade. And it just required somebody to switch a piece of code. And everything worked, right? The accounts were upgraded. Everything came through. You were still going into your actual Google Analytics where your actual reports were. It was just like the same old analytics you were used to, but better, right? Everything was pretty easy to get around because 90% of it was the same, just better. Google Analytics 4 is distinctly different. It is a completely separate platform, completely separate platform. It is the only thing it has in common with Universal Analytics is the fact that they called it Google Analytics, but that's it. The fact that it's created by Google and shares the name, that's it. It is a completely separate platform, so much so that you should have both right now. You should be using Google, your Universal Analytics because you're used to that and using that as probably the production platform right now to get your answers from, but very quickly, and you can do at the same time, eventually to move to Google Analytics for it. Now, why do we need to do that? We need to do that. And the reason that is really built was to prepare ourselves for this world of tomorrow where there's less data that's available because as measurement professionals, users don't wanna be measured. Tech's gonna make it harder to be measured. Laws will make it harder to be measured. There's gonna be less data. So you've got a platform like Universal Analytics which just sort of collects what it can collect and then that's it. It does what it does. And if you can't measure somebody, it's like, well, I guess you can't measure them. And you lose all this potential insights that you gain from a specific customer journey to Google Analytics 4, which was built with machine learning and AI at its core. It was built for a world where it knew it was not going to be able to, to measure every single thing. It was built for a place where it knew people wanted to measure more than just page views. You know, so... It models conversions. It can model attribution. So even if you don't measure every single thing, if you measure enough, which most people here will, you'll be able to see trends and patterns. You'll be able to get your insights and you'll be able to have really good attribution information because of those models. It's the exact same thing that Facebook's doing with their stuff. That's why they had to move to modeling.
0: Let's talk about modeling for a second, Mm -hmm. just because I think the best way for people to wrap their head around this is surveys, right? So when we do surveys of our audience here at Social Media Examiner, we survey thousands of marketers. We don't survey all marketers, but we survey enough of them. And then we run some statistical analysis to determine the likelihood that marketers, based on the way they're answering the survey questions, whether or not they're interested in A, B, C, or D, what their likely actions in the future are going to be. And if everyone understands the value of surveys, knowing that they do not survey 100% of the audience, they survey enough of the audience, and they gather enough information that they can with statistical significance, predict the likelihood of an outcome. I don't know. What's your reaction? Do you feel like that's a good metaphor to explain modeling?
1: I think that's perfect. Yeah, because it really is. It's like you said, it's all about that sample size. You just need to measure enough. Like the way that we always phrase it at measuremarking.io is like, you don't need to know where every single fish in the ocean is at all times. You just need to know where most of the fish are most of the time. That's how you catch fish, right? At a certain point, knowing everything doesn't make it more useful. It just is a bunch of information that you can't do anything extra with. And so that's kind of what GA4 is. It's all about the trends and patterns and being able to measure enough. So to your point, you have that sample size that you can now predict with probability of success of how the particular behaviors that you're trying to measure are going to go. Now, the other thing that GA4 has where it talked about page views, like Universal Analytics just does page views, and that's really it out of the box. Everything else is a customization. But with GA4, it has this thing called enhanced measurement. Because remember, it's built for a world where it knows that marketers are going to ask different questions besides what page did they see. Because marketers understand there are other behaviors happening on the pages. They're like your clicks. You know, if they're going to another website, will that be, how do I measure that? YouTube video. If I've got a YouTube video embedded, it's maybe like a product demo. How do I measure that? Well, that stuff used to be. Not incredibly difficult, but a little more complex. You'd have to bring in other tools to really get that to work in universal analytics, tools like Tag Manager. But with Google Analytics 4, it's just a flick of a switch. And it's like, hey, listen for YouTube videos, and then you can report progress points and you know, play, and you know, if they stopped or paused or whatever. Same thing with clicks, same thing with scroll. Like, Did they hit the bottom of the page? It can tell you that sort of stuff with this thing called enhanced measurement. So it's built with the ability to do more things with the same piece of code, just a little script of code that goes on the pages. So in that way, it sort of works very similar to what universal does if you use tag manager you have a different tag for it but it's pretty easy to get it up and running and it's easier to get more from it which is kind of the beauty of the direction that they took when they built it
0: is there some stuff that it cannot do that the universal analytics can do are we going to lose any functionality
1: in your opinion that's a great answer i would say the truest way to answer that is no there won't be anything that it cannot do that universal analytics does That is, I would say, a solid no. The trick is the transition. There will be a transition period and there's gonna be changes to this platform. So like all things, Google's gonna kick out their first version or they've actually had this out for a number of years now, but they are gonna keep iterating the versions. And I think a lot of user interface stuff will be iterated. So right now, Universal Analytics has reports like landing page report and exit page reports. And if you use those reports, That information is still available in GA4, but it's a lot harder to get. You've got to customize an exploration right now. My guess is eventually they will actually start porting that stuff over and opening up easier to access reports in GA4. So in the truest answer to that, again, is GA4, yes, it has the data. It's The challenge is how easy is it to get to the data? And that's where it can get a little more difficult, at least in the beginning. But that's why you have both. There's a necessary transition time. Do not think that you're just going to be able to flip the switch. And one day I'm using Universal. And then Friday afternoon, we're using Universal. and Monday morning, we're using GA4. That's not what it's going to be like. It is such a uniquely different platform that you have to practice and play with and get used to because it is a completely different platform. It is not at all the same as Universal Analytics other than the name. That's really it. Don't think it's like, oh, I've used Universal, so I'll easily be able to go to GA4. It's completely different everything's different. And so you need time to think that through. And think if anything picks up one thing from this particular talk that you and I are having right now, Mike, it would be give yourself 90 days to get used to this thing and give yourself at least 90 days of consistent practice with it. Just don't wait till the last minute. Because I think a lot of people who don't know any better will, because they're going to think it's just like the last time that Google said it was an upgrade. It's a simple switch of the code. And it's not at all that. You're going to have to learn how to use this platform.
0: We're still going to have a
1: place for UTMs, right? They will still come across. So anything you're doing with UTMs absolutely comes across. In fact, there's actually new UTMs that they recently come out with that can enhance a few things, but they're the same. So if you're using source, medium, campaign, those who are a little more advanced, maybe using term and and, uh, content, keep that stuff going. Universal still listens to it, still records it, so you can use it there. So does GA4. So it also has that. The big difference is in goals. If somebody was using goals in universal analytics, for those that are familiar, there's like four different types of goals and destination goals and event goals and all that stuff. That is gone. That doesn't exist in GA4. Oh, wow. GA4 doesn't have goals. They have what they call conversion events. Okay. That's probably the biggest thing to wrap your head around is this concept of events, that everything is it's what they call kind of flat. There is no hierarchy Everything's an event. So a page view is just an event. A purchase is just an event. A click is just an event. And then you have things that describe that event. So if it was a click, it might be here's the page they were on when they clicked. Here's where they were going. Here's where that click was going. If it's a page view, it just might be here's the page that loaded up the URL of the page. Here's the title of the tab of that page, right? If it's a purchase, here's the revenue amount. Here's the products they purchased. That's sort of how to think about it. There's everything's an event is technically what it's called as an event. So people should use that word. But in your head, all that is, is just behaviors. What are the different behaviors that are happening on the site? Record those as events in GA4. And then you can have parameters that describe those events. So it's just the different details of each event. And then that's how you get everything into Google Analytics 4. So now Google Analytics 4 knows all the details of a purchase, all the details of clicks, all the details of scroll, if that's an event you want to measure for, all the details of the page views that are happening. And then you can build reports from all that information that you've now collected.
0: What about e-commerce integration? You know, so many of us have some sort of integration with our e-commerce tools that send conversion and financial data back into Google Analytics. Is that also supporting in GA4?
1: Short answer is yes. Longer answer is it depends upon the platform you're using. Kind of the obvious answer there, I guess. But in reality, like if you're using Shopify and Shopify is not pushing through to Google Analytics 4 yet because they don't have their integration ready, then you can't do that, right? You have to wait for them to catch up. Got it. I know there's a great plugin, like it's called a tag manager for WordPress that is compatible if you have a WooCommerce store and they're already pushing GA4 stuff. So you sort of have to wait for your platform sometimes. If you have a WordPress site, it's definitely easier for sure. You can do it with like a WooCommerce store. So it does depend upon your tech a little bit and and what you're currently using to measure.
0: So first of all, what I'm hearing you say is that we have until 2023. What did you say was July? July 1st. July 1st. We have till the end of June 2023 to basically begin to use both of these universal and Google Analytics 4 together. So we have more than a year as of this recording to kind of wrap our head around this, but do not wait. Let's talk right now about what we need to do to prepare for universal analytics, because so many of our audience that's watching and listening right now is, I mean, yeah, to move away from Universal Linux. They're not prepared. They don't have the right code. Like, what do we need to do to
1: set up GA 4 right now? And what should we do now? Yeah, it's a good question. So before we jump into the setup, I want to emphasize one other point of, because when you say, well, we don't really have to start using it until July 1st, which is technically true. But think about the questions you're going to ask. If you're a company that uses an analytics platform like Google Analytics, if you use that to do year over year measurement, and you don't get your Google Analytics 4 set up until, let's say, December of 2022, next December, you know that's when you can do year-over-year questions. You're not going to be asked year-over-year in July or August or September because you didn't have a full year's worth of data. So the sooner you start working and playing around with GA4, the better it's going to be. So just put that little urgency spin on that. But it is important. It's going to give yourself at least 90 days to learn the platform. Don't expect it to be perfect from day zero. It's definitely not. You want to give yourself 90 days to play around with it, practice it, screw it up, fix it. That's what it's going to be just prepare for that. But after 90 days, then you can say, okay, that's our clock where at this point forward, we'll be able to do year over year analysis. So one quick thing on that.
0: Yeah. And for the record, you know, when we first heard of Google Analytics 4 at Social Media Examiner, I installed the code, even though we're not in there at all. So it's been like a year or whatever, right? That it's just been collecting data, which I'm sure will be useful for me. You'll
1: have something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'll have something. So how do we set up GA4? What do we need to know?
1: It really does depend upon how you've set up universal analytics. There's a little bit of confusion, so I'll try to make it as simple as possible. If you set up your universal analytics like five or 10 years ago, and you're using this really old code that's back there, you haven't updated your code in years, then it's pretty simple with GA4. You just go to create a new Google Analytics 4 property. It is super easy to do that. You sort of have to do that as of November. They've really been encouraging people to just do that by default. And it'll give you this little snippet of code, and it'll have the word G tag in it. That's how you know you're looking at the right one. It's just a little G-tag stuff in there.
0: If we log into Universal Analytics, will there be a prompt that says
1: install Google Analytics 4? Do we have to Google search Google Analytics 4? Nowadays, Google will have a blue bar. They do a lot of those little notifications. So my guess is they're going to get more and more in your face as time goes on. So right now it even says, if you go into your Universal Analytics, you'll see a blue bar at the top that says, Universal Analytics is going away as of July, 2023. Click here to learn more. And then it'll take you to a place where you can actually start to take some of those actions to create your new Google Analytics 4 account. So that's how you would get there.
0: Now, once you create the account, you're going to get a little script, right? Just like you did with Universal. Now, the key thing is to not replace the old script with the new script, but to do it additively, right? Yeah.
1: And this is where it really does get in the weeds a little bit Yeah. because it highly is de- depends upon how you set up Universal. Right. If you're using Universal Analytics and you're using the older script, which was not GTAG, they actually flipped it out a couple of years back. But if you didn't use GTAG, then you do have to just do it in parallel. So it's the old universal script, the original one you had, and it's this new G tag script, they call it for Google analytics for, so you'd have both of them running just fine. If you've done your universal analytics setup recently, or you're using the most recently updated code for universal analytics, which is GTAG script. And it's, again, it's a little confusing, but they changed the code out a couple years back for those companies that switched that out Well, you already have the GTAG script. So you can literally connect the two platforms and you can tell Google Analytics, listen, whatever we set up for Universal, also send it to GA4.
0: Oh, so you may not have to do anything is what you're saying?
1: Potentially.
0: Will it tell you when you set it up or no, it won't?
1: It kind of does, but it doesn't do a great job.
0: Is there a tool that can test it?
1: No, there there isn't. That's where a lot of confusion is because we have a lot of people come to us saying, well, we set it up. We connected the two, nothing's showing up in our GA4. What's going on? Mm. And it's because they have the old code on the pages. And there isn't so far, hasn't been a diagnostic where Google says, hey, you can't do this. Your account's not ready yet. It would be a great thing for them ad. Maybe they will in the future, but right now there's not.
0: There's a way of looking at the code. If it says UA in front of your number, that means it's the newer code, right? Doesn't it? Or no?
1: No. Oh, really? You have to look for the library it uses. There's a gtag.js library. There's an analytics.js library. And already there's people in their cards going, what, are you kidding me? I don't know how to read that. But it is two completely different scripts that you use.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this. If you install yeah. the code, so, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I mean... I would imagine you'll know within a matter of days because there'll be data that's populated into Google Analytics 4 if it's set up properly, no or yes? Correct, okay. yeah.
1: And if it's not set up properly, you won't see anything in there. And it just means you connected it to a Universal Analytics account that probably was using the old code base. So if you update that account, then it should flow through into GA4, assuming it's all connected properly. And they'll walk you through. They definitely have wizards that will walk you through and they're getting better at the messaging because it used to be, which is, again, it's a misconception that they, oh, yeah, it's connected to Universal. Everything works. That is true, but only in certain unique circumstances where everybody has manually tagged their site.
0: I have a thought. Go into Google Analytics, the traditional one, Universal Analytics, look at the code and make sure it matches the code that you're using on your site. That would be step one, right? No? Yes. Before you install GA4. Yes. That way you have the latest one, right? I still wouldn't do that.
1: If that's the case, if you're not using the new code, I should say, on Universal, just be like, cool, I can't connect Universal. I'm going to set up GA4 as its own separate platform. Don't try to connect the two.
0: I see. Okay. Because
1: the problem is if you flip out one piece of that code now, maybe you took down your e-commerce and everything else now doesn't report. It can get really complicated really fast. This is a challenge with GA4, which is why it takes at least 90 days to get used to it. It's why we keep emphasizing this. There's a lot of nuances to this. It's not push button simple. It just isn't. I wish it was. It's not. It will be in the future, but this is the clunky, like, you know, googly part of it where you just sort of, if it's a new platform, it's going to have to work out some stuff. So you're going to have to go slow and think this through when you go through. And and again, I want to emphasize it's highly dependent upon how you set up Universal Analytics. So if you set up your Universal Analytics using old code and you want to set up Google Analytics using the regular scripts, set it up separately. That's what I would recommend. It's gonna be easier and faster unless you're an expert in Universal Analytics, in which case you'll know how to fix that already. Otherwise, just keep it separate. Okay. If you're using Tag Manager, which hopefully most people are, and that's what you really should be using anyway. And if you're not, this could be a great opportunity to start switching over to Tag Manager. If using Tag Manager, it's much simpler because there's a universal analytics tag for universal analytics stuff. And that's what you've hopefully already been using for universal analytics. And then there's just a Google Analytics 4 tag, just like there's a Microsoft Bing tag, just like there's a hot jar tag because it's a completely separate platform. So it's a thousand times easier to do this with Tag Manager. You already have a trigger that says, fire Google Analytics, Universal Analytics on all pages. You would just say, also on all pages, fire GA4. And that's how the GA4 hits come through. It actually can be very simple. It just highly depends upon how you set up your Universal Analytics. So again, just to sort of recap, if you are using the old code in Universal Analytics, the old analytics.js code, and you haven't updated anything, then just use the new, and you want to use code, just script on a page, then use the new GTAG script that GA4 gives you. Don't worry about connecting the two. Just do that. You'll make progress faster and get a little bit further. If you are using the newer version of your Universal Analytics code, and anybody can get back there in Google Analytics and see it, because it'll be back there for you. It just doesn't mean that that's the code that's on your pages, but it's this GTAG script style stuff. And if you do that, you can theoretically connect those two accounts and all those hits should come over from Universal Analytics into events in GA4. And then finally, if you're using Tag Manager, it's just a separate tag, which is, it's so much easier in Tag Manager. Like I cannot emphasize enough the Tag Manager angle to this. It's going to be a platform that if you are not using this company, if you been putting it off, now's the time to really start thinking about, well, if we're making this big, giant infrastructure switch anyway with how we do measurement, maybe we should invest in better tools. And by invest, it really is just time because Tag Manager is free. So you can just bring in Tag Manager to help you get GA4 set up and kind of have two birds, one stone at that point.
0: And you mentioned earlier, if you're using tools like WooCommerce or Shopify or other tools, I would imagine you're going to want to reach out to the tool provider to find out whether, A, they even have support for Google Analytics 4 because they might not. And if they do, I would imagine you want to set that up right now as well so that data starts coming
1: into GA4. Is that right? That's exactly what I would do, yeah. And remember that there's a completely different structure to how this is, what they call it, like the data schema to get technical on it. But it's just a fancy way of saying, how does it record all the data? Like if you think about universal analytics, there's something called an event in universal analytics. It's a specific behavior. And there's event category, event action, event label. And it's kind of like little nesting dolls, right? It's like, here's the category within the category, here are the actions, here's the labels that describe those actions. And that's sort of how it works. There's a built-in hierarchy to it but it's top down there's levels to the information that's in universal analytics in GA4 that doesn't really exist there's just the main event name and that's just a detail of the event itself but other details might be what page are they on where were they going what was the previous page they were on what's the title of the page they were on what products were purchased if that's if it's a purchase information you know a purchase event so it's flat and you think about all the different behaviors. And that kind of goes into the, the planning stage of this. That's what I would think through first is what are the different behaviors that we want to actually measure for? So whether it's, hey, here are the behaviors we're measuring in universal analytics. So things like page views, that'll be a given, but maybe you're doing scroll and you're doing 10%, 25%, 50%, 70% of the scroll. It's like, those are different behaviors. And we're doing that with Universal. Well, we need to also do that with GA4. So you would write that down of like, okay, we're going to have to do a scroll event. Maybe you're doing clicks. You're going to have to do a click event. Maybe you don't have e-commerce and so you don't use e-commerce. But if you do use e-commerce, you're going to have purchase, add to cart, product views, right? Depending upon your business model and your particular tech stack. And so you list out all of the behaviors that you are currently measuring for, or wish that you maybe had, because now's a good time to build that wish list. And then it's okay. Let's get them one step at a time in GA4. And you will start with page views because that's the easiest one to set up. So here's first, get all the page views, and then you can do with those enhanced measurement things like scroll and clicks, and maybe YouTube videos. Site search uh, would be another one. And then you can get into more advanced stuff depending upon the tools that you're using. With Tag Manager, all things are possible. With the traditional coding script. It's possible just a lot harder to do and probably will require development support. But Tag Manager puts a lot of that into the hands of the marketer, which is nice.
0: Okay. So just to be clear, as there are some behaviors that are built into Google Analytics, the Universal Analytics, are those also going to be in Universal Analytics? Are you saying you have to kind of code those in there because it's just a blank slate, so to speak?
1: everything's got to be coded in there oh wow everything's a blank slate it's the good bad thing well it's collecting data but it's collecting generic events so like in universal analytics all it does technically without any customization all it does is page views that's all really what it does it doesn't do clicks on its own it doesn't do tell me about my youtube video plays on its own it doesn't do any of that stuff on its own it just does page views
0: what about time on site does it do that or
1: no so actually, that's a great question because time on site with Universal Analytics, it's notoriously inaccurate. Like we never say the A word, accuracy doesn't exist anyway. But Universal Analytics does a horrible job at time. It's wildly off. Always has been, always will be. GA4 is built to measure every second somebody's on that page. It actually records time.
0: Okay, all right.
1: So it actually does a much better job. In fact, one of the most popular metrics that I used to make fun of with Universal is bounce rate. Bounce rate in universal analytics is when somebody comes to your page and then there's no other recordable hit. So like a page view happens. So the page loads, that's one hit, but then nothing else happens. I don't interact with anything else. And I just leave and I close the session. That means I've bounced off that session, right? I've I've bounced off the website. So it's called a bounce and hence bounce rate. In GA4, that doesn't exist. They don't have bounce rate. They have engagement rate. And the way they measure engagement is substantially better. So what they do is there's a little timer that's happening. And so it says, well, if they've been on, and you can adjust this timer, by the way, uh, but by default, that timer is 10 seconds. So when somebody loads up a page view, and let's say they're looking at the page, and they're not scrolling, but they are on the page actively looking at stuff, and maybe you're reading top of a blog post or something like that. And then after 10 seconds, it goes engaged. Now you've got an engaged session, which is pretty cool. So GA4, it's got a massive competitive advantage against Universal, not only because it can model, because it can do more with less data, essentially, and still get you answers. It's because, and not only because it does the enhanced measurement stuff, but because it measures completely differently. They know that time was an issue with Universal, and they just couldn't fix it because it was just too deep into the machinery. But now with GA4, when you're starting from scratch, you know, hey, every second, I want to be able to measure that to make sure the person's still actively engaged or not. And you can adjust that. You can say it's either 10 seconds and you go up to, I believe it's 60 seconds right now that you can say, okay, for some business models, it might be 60 seconds is engagement for your website. We use that. I think 10 seconds is a perfect number for
0: that. So right now, what I'm hearing you say is GA4 will track the page views and the time on site without
1: any special coding at all. Correct. And yes, and this is the keyword I'm going to play on that phrase there without coding. It will also by default do clicks, which is what they call outbound clicks. So when somebody clicks on something that's not your website, but they're going someplace else, some other website, it'll measure that click. It'll measure scroll when they scroll 90% of the way it'll measure YouTube video interaction. It'll measure your site search. And, and if you did a little, you know, when somebody starts searches on your sites, so not Google, but on your site, it'll measure for that. So it has all these different, what they call enhanced measurement. Those are all turned on by default. So no code required. It'll also, GA4 will measure that. Universal, you would have had to customize each one of those things to get it to do that. Well, that's really important. GA4 with no code just does that. You can always turn them off if you need to and override, but it doesn't.
0: But only if they scroll 90% of the way or will it
1: trigger along the way? And that's exactly a perfect question to ask because that's where you start to realize, okay, GA4, hey, heads and tails better than universal because at least it measured something about scroll. But to your point, it only measures 90%. So if you need the 10, 25, 50, 75, which is what we do, we measure various stages of the way because we want to build a little funnel to see what what the engagement rate, what kind of the conversation that the users are having with that page. And we can tell some of that by scroll. It's an important metric. But we need all of those different parts. We can't just have the bottom. I don't care about that. I care about what the drop-off was as they went down the page. So I need to measure 10%, 25%, 50%, et cetera. So how do we do that? Well, what we did is we turned off Google Analytics 4. We said, you know what? I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to do this and it's you're super helpful. However, Tag Manager is really good at already doing that. So we're going to turn it off from you. You don't need to measure scroll. And we're going to have Tag Manager push that information into GA4 instead. And that's all we did. We have a Tag Manager, what they call a GA4 event tag. The event is scroll. That's what it's called. It's what it needs to be called. And then at each point in time, we just tell Tag Manager, when they hit 10% of the way, go tell Google Analytics 4 they scrolled 10% of the way. When they hit 50% of the way, tell them it's 50%. And so we have that exact information in GA4 now, as well as Universal. And now we're getting to the point where we're starting to move our reports over. So they're using GA4 as their source of data, as opposed to universal analytics.
0: What about goals? Because obviously you said there's no goals. No goals. That's a real problem. How do we measure leads? How do we
1: measure conversions? It's a good question because it's technically not a problem. It's just different. So instead of using this terminology like goals, it's okay. Well, they're not called goals, but what's the spirit of a goal? The spirit of a goal was a milestone. When this milestone happens, please record it, right? So I can look at it in my, like in Universal called it the Source Media Report. So you would look at it in your Source Media Report or something like that. The exact same thing is true in GA4. You can still measure for milestones. But remember in GA4, everything is an event. There's nothing else but events in GA4. It's flat. Everything's an event. There's no difference between events. Some events, you can flip a switch. It's literally just a little toggle that's in there and you can flip it to be called what they call a conversion event, which essentially means out of all of the events I'm recording, things like page views and scroll and clicks and purchases and generate leads or signups or whatever the thing is that it's a behavior that you're recording, it's happening on the page. I want this specific behavior, maybe it's scroll. I want this specific behavior to be treated as a conversion. So you flip it on, right? When they generate a lead, that seems like an obvious one you would want to have as a conversion event. So it's an event and it's pushed over into this little section called conversions because you flip it, you flip a little toggle switch and say, well, this particular event, I want to be treated like a conversion too. And then it shows up in a whole other reports where you can analyze your conversions. And that's where you can start to see which traffic sources are actually creating the various results that you want. But it definitely is the spirit of goals is there.
0: Is it based on page views? Like, for example, if you have a thank you page for your product, like how in the world do you set that? I mean, without getting super technical. Yeah. Yeah. How do you set that up? You know,
1: this again goes back to like everything in GA4. It's an event, it's an event, it's an event. Right. There's no changes, right? So if you wanted to say, for example, if you wanted to have an event fire, let's say you are using something like Tag Manager, you can set up an event. So that when they go to my thank you page, after opting in, I might say, well, that's the thing that I want to be recorded as a generate lead event, Ah. right? So now I've generated a lead. So now you would say, okay, when generate lead happens now at that same time, when they load the thank you page, a page views happening because they loaded the page, maybe some scrolls happening because maybe they're scrolling down. So you have that as a behavior that's happening on that page, but also it's a generate lead behavior also happened because that page loaded. And so then you would go into Google Analytics and say, yes, the page you happened, yeah, the scroll happened, but those aren't my conversions. I want that generate lead event, though, because that's a milestone behavior that is necessary to know that somebody's going through the customer journey the way that I want them to. So then you go, cool, I'm going to flip generate lead to be a conversion event. And that's when it can now be used in other reports so you can tie it to the specific traffic source for that event.
0: I imagine that the tools like WooCommerce and Shopify are going to have these events built in and automatically report them to GA4 so you don't have to worry about it. Is that kind of where we're going with this?
1: My guess is Shopify will. With WordPress, it's a little different. There's a thousand different ways to do it just because of the nature of WordPress, right? Everything's got different plugins. Right. But yes, that's exactly right.
0: Well, I was just thinking WooCommerce in particular, if they build out a really sophisticated integration, whatever your e-commerce platform is, I would imagine will eventually send those events yeah. over, will they not? Or is that not how it works?
1: Well, Shopify, yes, because Shopify is more of a contained ecosystem like Apple, right, right? right? WooCommerce is a little more like Google. So it's everything's open and you can do whatever you want with it. So yes, will there be integrations that are plugins that say, we'll take care of it. We'll send everything to GA4. I'm positive they will exist. Yeah. There are also other ways to do it, like the Tag Manager WordPress plugin pushes all that stuff into the data layer for Tag Manager so you can do it with Tag Manager, if that's what you're using. Got it. So there's lots of ways to do it with WooCommerce, but the spirit of the question, the answer is yes. The the platforms will help with this. They're just going to need some time to get caught up because everybody was sort of like, whoa, okay, clock has started. July 1st, 2023, gotcha. And now everyone's really doubling down. For those that were like, well, one day we'll have to get around to this, they're all working double duty to get it up and running so that we can get this information.
0: So it sounds to me as if once we install Google Analytics 4, we might need to go in there and try to figure out how to set some of these events that are not default events inside of Google Analytics 4, even if we're not going to use it just so it can start tracking the data. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So remember, when you set up, the way to define setup is it's a few steps. First is you activate it, which is just lighting the stuff, lighting the thing up. And that's what a lot of people have done, especially if, if you're like, what's this GA4 thing? The last thing I heard about was app and web. That's what it used to be called years ago. So they renamed it to GA4, Google Analytics 4. But if you've just activated it and you haven't done any customization or configuration, it's still not set up. It's just activated, which means it's floating with a bunch of information coming into to the different reports. But that's not something you can necessarily jump into and then start answering really cool questions around. It's information, there's probably no story back there. So when you customize and configure it, that's when you can actually start to understand how to stitch the events together in a way that might show you a funnel of a customer journey. Or maybe you realize, wow, I scrolled and I turned on scroll, but I thought scroll was 10, 25, 50. Turns out it's only 90%. I need the other stuff. So now I have to go back and configure and set my thing up so that it actually does do all the different scroll points. Remember, setup is not just turning it on. That's just activation. It's activate it, customize it, configure it. You got to do those three things.
0: Let's talk about reporting because obviously that's a huge part of how most people use analytics. How is it different? What do we need to be thinking about? Because I remember looking at it and finding it a little bit overwhelming, you know, at least when I last looked.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a very useful way of looking at it. It is clunky. I would love to be as to be able to come out and say, oh, GA4 is going to be amazing. It's so intuitive. You can easily see whatever you want. And the answer as of now, most current truth, is not that. I don't think that's always going to be the case. I think there's going to be some massive UI changes that are already coming out with. A, they changed the complete nav structure last year. They are adding in big, giant pages. They came up with a home screen that never existed. And the home screen is only about a month old. Like, it's really, they are iterating this platform. And that's what I do have faith, is that the platform, and this is the best way to think about GA4, GA4 will only get easier to use. So the sooner you start to learn it, the easier it's going to get for you. They're going to make reports easier. There's a library function where people be able to share reports with themselves and with each other. Like there's cool things that are coming down the pike and that have been recently released that'll help you with it. But to your point, Mike, it is clunky. It is not intuitive. It is harder. You're going to try to go to universal analytics and see something really simple. Go to the GA4, like a landing page report, for example. Go to GA4. It's not there. It doesn't exist. There's no landing page report. So you have to go and you literally have to create it with this thing called explorations. And it's not easy to the point where people are just going to be stopped stop using it. And that Google knows that. So they are coming out with these reports. And that's my understanding is they're probably, well, my guess, not understanding. My guess is that they would keep improving the reports that are native to GA4. Or The real way to think about GA4 though, and this goes back to the measurement platform that Google has, Google Analytics 4 isn't built the same way that Universal was built. Universal was built to collect its information, store its information, and report on information. And it was there to do that in this tiny little world that we used to live in 20 years ago. Since then, we've realized there's other behaviors we want to collect and Universal Analytics can't really do those easily. So you have Tag Manager. Tag Manager is a platform that collects information. So now Tag Manager collects everything and then you store it in Google Analytics. And then with Google Analytics 4, it has issues with reporting. The reports just aren't intuitive, they're harder to get, and it's a little clunkier to get answers as fast as you may have done if you're using Universal Analytics but that's why Data Studio exists.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask that actually had yeah. my mind. So
1: can you tap the data from GA4 into Data Studio? Not only can you, you should. Okay. That's what we would recommend. In the perfect world, it is the holy trifecta of measurement. It's use Tag Manager to collect, Google Analytics 4 to store all the information you want to store because it is unbelievable at storing information. It's an incredible behavioral database now more than ever. It's incredible. And then use Data Studio to actually build your reports. So you could very easily build a landing page report in Data Studio and it's going to be nice and it's going to be your company colors and it'll be easier and won't confuse anybody. And that's the ideas. And that's honestly, when they came out with this back in the app and web days and they were calling it that, the general idea was, listen, We're making this so if you want to really analyze data, if you're a data scientist type of person, you're going to love this new platform because it's all about analysis. They actually had an entire section called the Analysis Hub because they thought that's the direction everybody wanted to go. And they told everybody, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of reports back here. So if that's what you want, use Data Studio to build your reports. That's not horrible advice. It's just bad from a product standpoint, because most people went, well, I'm not going to learn Data Studio. So let me just go find something else that's got good reports, right? But I think that's a mistake. I think you should learn Data Studio. I think as a company, when you're doing measurement, measurement is too big for one platform to do well. It just is. If you're really good at measurement, if you're really good at understanding the conversation and listening to that conversation that's happening between the users and the website, because that conversation's happening. And if you don't know what that conversation is, how do you enhance or adjust it? How do you improve things? You have to have that information. And the way to do that, that has been future-proof, it does take a little bit of skill to learn, but it is future-proof, is if you just have Tag Manager collect the information, use Google Analytics 4 to store everything, and then you hook it into Data Studio as a data source for Data Studio. And that's where you can build all of your funnels, your reports, and that's what we've done. It's kind of a nice thing about GA4 is that it is because it is so what they call this flat architecture where everything is just an event. Everything's an event. There is no, one event is not more important than another. We're all just events. Some events you'll flip on to be a conversion. So during a period of time, they'll be treated in a different section. They get put into a different section that they have access to, but they're still just events. And eventually when you think about it like that, you go, what other behaviors might I want to record? So like we talked about generate lead, right? That's a good behavior to record. We talked about scroll, but what about things like interested or awareness? or engagement, like, are they engaged with my, like in our case, we have the Measure Marketing Academy. So we fire aware, we actually say Academy aware, that's the name of the event, when the page loads. When they go to the cart, we say Academy engaged, because that means they've engaged with the Academy customer journey. And then when they go to the thank you page and they purchase the Measure Marketing Academy, then it's Academy complete. So we've know they've completed that particular journey. Now, because I'm recording those events, those behaviors in Google Analytics 4, I can build reports with Data Studio out of that stuff which is amazing. So GA4 does help you simplify things, but it is a radically different way of thinking about data. It's a better way. And it's a way that everybody should be thinking about data already. So if you're already thinking about data in terms of measuring for behaviors, GA4 is probably an easier platform to move into. And you're going to like it more because it is so open. You can record any behavior you want. But if you're not used to that, that's the first thing. Get your mindset around behaviors. That's what an analytics platform technically has always been for. It's not for ROAS and CPA and all this other stuff. It's for measuring behaviors that are happening on the sites. And so GA4 does an incredible job at that. Like you said earlier, Data Studio can plug right into it to get you your nice reports.
0: Some people listening right now are going to have to go to their clients or their boss and somehow give them a message. Give them a couple of talking points right now. Like, what do you want to give to them that they could give to their boss or their clients That might say, hey, everything's about to change. So what do you advise they say? Because obviously we need to prepare not just the people listening, but the people around the people that are listening right now, right?
1: Yeah. And there is a lot of confusion out there. We've talked from everybody who's on two ends. One is we aren't going to do anything because we just know it's an upgrade because Google's told us it's an upgrade which is true. All the emails that Google's been saying about GA4, hey, there's a new upgrade. You should do GA4. And everybody's looking at that. There's a good chunk of people that are looking at that going, oh, it's just like an upgrade like the last time. Cool. That wasn't that big of a deal. We can wait. That is not true. It is. Don't think about it like an upgrade. It's a completely new platform. This is a migration. You need to move from one to the other. And so making sure that your boss or your clients understand it is a very big deal because it's a completely different platform and it will take time to wrap your head around. That's Uh, Fact. It will take time. I would pencil at least 90 days of consistent working with it, at least 90 days. By the end of 90 days, you'll be really comfortable with it. But give yourself 90 days. So one is that, A, it's not as simple as they think it is. And so give yourself time and you just need to start the clock sooner. Two, Universal is officially being deprecated July 1st. There's a date now. In the past, the messaging was, hey, Universal Analytics will be going away. Now it's Universal Analytics is going away July 1st, 2023. And after about six months, you can't even access the data anymore. It'll be gone. So you really need to start collecting information. Now, so that you can answer questions about behaviors. And again, now you have to do this in a platform that is radically different than Universal Analytics. It it is the best way to describe it. It is radically different. So, it's going to have a learning curve. I don't care how good you are at Universal Analytics, you're going to have a learning curve with GA4 um, because a lot of it won't make sense initially. That's not because it's a bad platform, it's because it's a very different platform. And so, it's like just because you know how to ride a tricycle doesn't mean I can put you on a 12 speed and then you're going to be great at a 12-speed. It's different. They're both bikes. They both kind of work the same way. They both have pedals that turn the tire, but radically different.
0: Or just because you know how to play a piano doesn't mean you could pick up a guitar, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Just because you know one instrument doesn't know the other.
0: Or maybe like a saxophone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. They both will do music. Yeah. But it, completely different ways. So you got to give yourself time to do that. And that's where it's. I would increase the urgency for your boss or for your client and then go to them and say, listen, this is going away. We're going to lead at least a few months to practice this to where we can even start to use it. So it's not like, oh, we'll be able to turn it on tomorrow and then we can use it for insights next week. It'll be, we'll be able to turn it on tomorrow. You can start using it for insights in three months. So when do you want to start your three month clock? I would suggest sooner than later. So you have the time because maybe it takes more than 90 days for your company. For some reason, you have time. Um, to handle that, but at least 90 days. And like I said, emphasizing that universal analytics is going away and it's got a clock on it now. It's not like sometime in 2023, maybe December, it's like, no, July. So now every day that goes by is one less day you have to have like a little cushion to be able to figure this out. And then the other side, remember I said, there was one side of, there's a group of people who are just like not doing anything because they assume it's going to be easy. That's a dangerous, dangerous assumption. It's not easy. It's just not, it's not even, I'm just telling you, not. We do this for a living. It's not. Everyone that I I know as a measurement instructor, and I know, I think just about everybody that we've talked to, it's not easy. Everyone's kind of like, holy cow, what's going on here? So people that are professionals have to wrap their head around it because it is so different. So practice it and just give yourself that expectation. Don't expect to be perfect because you're just going to feel bad about yourself. Don't do that. It's going to be 90 days. And after 90 days, then you can judge, then judge your performance. So it's going to be harder than you think. The second thing is when people switch, they literally just switched. They would turn off Universal and start using GA4. That's also a mistake. You will still use both at the same time because they are separate. Remember, it's an upgrade, but it's not an upgrade. Not really. It's a completely new platform, which means they both run in parallel. So you can keep Universal Analytics going. You can keep using that. My personal migration plan for people listening to this would be, listen, if you can get convinced, yeah, you know, this coming Monday, we're going to start our GA4 journey. It would look something like, We're going to be using Universal, and we still use that for a production platform, getting answers. And then every day that we're in GA4, we're thinking about the behaviors we're going to measure. We're learning how to use the platform. Hopefully, you're connecting to Data Studio, because I think you really will unlock the true potential of uh, your measurement when you have multiple platforms doing measurement. But you're building these reports out, and you're adjusting stuff. And at the end of 90 days, then you sort of go, my perfect plan would be that you are now, at the end of 90 days, primarily using GA4 as your data source to answer questions, what we call the production platform. So you're using GA4 data to do that. Whether it's in the GA4 reports or whether you're using Data Studio that's connected to GA4, it's GA4 is where it's getting its kind of useful truth from. And then if there is a question that you ask that GA4 either doesn't have because you forgot to set up the implementation or something else, you still have Universal Analytics as a backup platform for at least six months. And then after July 1st, that stops working. You'll have it as historic data. And after you know the December of 2023, at least most current truth, it'll be gone forever. But at that point, you won't miss it because you're so used to using GA4. And you've had that safety net of Universal long enough to the point where you're like, oh yeah, we haven't used Universal in six months, so who cares if it goes away? That should be where everybody is. But that will only happen if you start learning how to use this platform today.
0: Mercer, this has been a very fascinating and eye-opening dialogue. If people want to discover more about you and the stuff you've got going on? Where do you want to send them?
1: Our brand is measurementmarketing.io. That's our website. We do have a toolbox membership that's got a ton of training. I'll give you a couple of resources. One is measurementmarketing.io. For slash YouTube. So just subscribe to our YouTube channel there was a ton of free training. Every week we do new training on this. And obviously there's a lot of Google Analytics for stuff there. So if people want to learn some stuff, they can do that at measurementmarketing.io forward slash YouTube. And then otherwise if you go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash SME, so measurementmarketing.io forward slash SME, it'll take you to a page where we have what we call our toolbox membership. There's a ton of resources on there. We'll have migration checklists on there that people can sign up for and learn a little bit about. And then obviously for those that really want to learn this, we've got the Metro Marketing Academy you can purchase. But I would always go for the free stuff first, make sure it's gonna be a good fit for you to do that.
0: Mercer, thank you again for coming on and answering all my questions. I know that a lot of people are like, okay, I guess we got to get going. Really, really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you in the year coming up to the obviously migration. Thanks again for sharing your time with us today.
1: Thanks Mike, appreciate it.
0: Hey, I know we talked about a lot and some of it might've felt overwhelming the good news is we took all the notes, made a great article out of this interview. You can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 508. By the way, are you new to this show? Be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about this show. I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.